sex matters, period. What? 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 Really? <laughs> what? I'm Judy. I'm Patricia. And this is the Sex Matters Podcast. We are going to pull topics out of our hats, grab items from the news, and take questions submitted by you, the listener. So we invite you to join us. Why? Because sex matters. Period. Recording. Recording. Okay. Hello. Hey. Hey, here we are. Here we are again. Episode 51, and I'm not 51 yet. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be a little sad in our our production schedule. (laughs) Yeah, no. I had a birthday, so I grew a year older, but I didn't get to 51, so. Yeah, happy birthday to you, too. Thank you. I think it's funny that our birthdays are so close together. I know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. That's (laughs) like personalities drawn to each other that's uh, that law of attraction thing you know yeah anyway so what's been going on with you oh my gosh it's been a crazy week I uh I I had a good uh birthday evening I spent some time with my friend um who I don't get to spend enough time with and we went and had Indian so Mm -hmm. that's always a good day (laughs) Indian now I've never tried Indian food is it are no. you serious? I've never tried it. Girlfriend, never, ever. we got to fix that. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I've always been worried it would give me gas. I don't know why. Like, you know, okay, so it's so funny because people, um, some people have that experience. Uh-huh. I'm not one of them, <laughs> thankfully. I, it doesn't, some people are really affected and you don't, you don't have to eat spice. Yeah. Um, it sometimes has dairy in it. It doesn't have to, but it's, it's very a very based, right? Is a lot of things. Well, you put stuff typically over rice. I mean, oh. you can get rice dishes, but you, a lot of times you're putting something over rice. Okay. And there's a lot of different types of things to choose from. And it is a very different, like spice palette than our food is. So that's a thing to get used to. I always recommend people go to a buffet Mm -hmm. and then know that's only one buffet because Indian food really tastes very, very different. And in every, there's so many regions of different types of food in India. Like when I lived there, I'm trying to, I don't remember how many kilometers they said, but they basically said every so many kilometers, the the, the food kind of changes. And so South Indian food is like typically much more spicy i was in in near delhi and they had different region restaurants too so some there's regions where they're more sweet and they're just yeah it's so fascinating interesting 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 i'll have to check that out some more and get a little adventurous with my food palette yes it's a good (laughs) trying. i'm trying to figure out my next big adventure i was thinking this year was going to be a year of travel but covid COVID going on has really made things a little challenging. Um, Yeah, I don't think that, I don't know that a year of travel is really going to kick off until the middle of the year uh, next year. So probably, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So in the meantime, I'm, like I said, I'm debating um, going for my captain's license, which would I I would probably do in Duluth at the Coast Guard station there. So I oh, might cool. be up in your neck of the woods for a week going to Coast Guard classes. Sweet. We that can go get Indian fun. then. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, so, well, the last episode we talked about my book being released. And I think the episode before that, we talked about it coming up. So um, and my birthday and all that kind of stuff. So 
I hope that people have purchased the book called Embrace Your Sexual Energy. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback yet, and I'm guessing that's because people who have bought the book are diligently embracing their sexual energy, and they are really, really diving in and answering those hard questions and stuff at the end of every every chapter and um, that it's going to change people's lives. So I'm really stoked about all of that. And I'm just kind of giving it as a gift to the universe and expecting great things to come of it. But in the meantime, it's time for me to start moving on to book three and four and five. And I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to happen. Well, I've started writing book three and book three is going to be back to a more memoir kind of style, the continuation of the first book. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm thinking book four will be another breakdown book of couple, like how you embrace your sexual energy as a couple. And that will be, that will follow book number three. Nice. So I like that. That, that kind of leads me into what I thought maybe we want to talk about today. I'm doing... Yeah. I'm doing research. I'm always reading. So I'm reading, I'm reading right now uh, a book that's called Sex Matters. And that is, um, the author of that book is Mona, Sh- Mona Sharon. Say the name of the book again. It's called Sex Matters. Surprise, surprise, right? Sex Matters. <laughs> is that what it's no called? Period. Yes, that's what it's called. Oh, wow. Um, okay, cool. Now listen, the, um, the author's name is Mona Sharon. Tell me that doesn't sound like a porn name. It kind of does. Yeah. Well, you know. Mona Sharon, like I'm moaning and sharing. And sharing. Yeah. I'm moaning and sharing and sharing yeah. the moaning. <laughs> anyway, the book is not about pornography. It is about the feminist movement over the last four decades and the fact that our gender does affect things and it does matter whether we're a man or a woman it matters in today's society. It matters in our relationships, that sort of thing, which I absolutely resonate with and I Mm -hmm. love it, but I'm having trouble getting through it because there's a lot of, a lot of history type stuff in there about feminism that I don't really like. And I, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a, a male sympathizer for the most part. So anyway, all that being said, then I moved into, I got a book off of my wish list called the way of the superior man. And this was written by David Dita. D-E-I-D-A. And it was originally written, I'm just trying, it's it's the 20th anniversary edition is what I got. And I'm just kind of looking, he's written several books. Um, most of them are about intimacy or relationships, uh, finding God through sex, you know, enlightened sex manual, it's a guy thing, you know, so there's a lot of stuff in here that's pretty interesting and I haven't read them yet, but I will. And um, I still haven't found when it originally came out. Hold, oh yeah, here we go. Originally it was 1997. Oh, okay. So, so it's not, okay, so okay. it's not that old, but older than, older, older right. than. And it didn't really take hold. So this, um, I mean, he sold a lot of copies and stuff, but it's not like a mainstream book. Right. Um, this is this is like anti-feminism. I, you know, the, the ladies would probably not appreciate this book. And that's why I'm reading it, because I want to understand what it is from a male perspective. What is it that they're doing that needs 
some tweaking or needs a little help. Why, where are the hangups in men's minds? And from right. a male author, this is pretty interesting. I should, I should totally, I should totally read that book, A, because I'm intrigued and interested from exactly that perspective and just some of the work that I do. It is nice to kind of have some more insights to, um, and I don't know, he's not, he's providing an insight to his own mind to an extent, right. but also to men's minds in, in the general sense. So, so the reason, the reason this comes up as something curious to me is, is because uh, I was speaking to a group of my subscribers on my OnlyFans page. And if you're interested in that, you can send a message to the podcast and we'll give that out uh, privately. That way, that way you're giving consent for what you would see there. And um, I was talking to a group of men and I asked them, questions around um, around how they show up in relationships and do they feel like it's necessary to be equal with their partner or are they subservient to their partner? You know, the pussification that I talk about from time to time. Or do they identify as an alpha or lone wolf or, you know, whatever those higher superior man, call, you know, callings are, whatever. And all of them said, you have to be equal. You have to be equal with your partner. And I'm like, interesting, because equal doesn't always work. And how do you define equal? Like yeah. in what ways? What does that look like for you specifically? Right, right. That's Those are the kind of questions we ended up talking about. And um, surprisingly, or not, not surprisingly, they all had come from households with multiple sisters and they were divorced multiple times. Oh, interesting. Isn't that, that's like fascinating, right? Yeah. So this one guy who was particularly talking to me quite a bit, had four sisters and was divorced two times. And he's totally like, totally likes a female led relationship and he wants everything to be equal and, and he's nothing special. And he's like that most of that comes from my upbringing. Hmm. And I said, how much of that is coping and settling or is that just avoidance, right? You just avoid confrontation because you've watched you've observed, you've seen the way women treat each other, you've seen how they relate, you've seen what gets you what you want, you've seen that the path of, the least, of least resistance makes them happiest, or at least for the moment, that's what they think they want, you know. So I came across this chapter in this book, it says tolerating her leads to resenting her and I found it really, really interesting, the little opening segment of this chapter. Do you mind if I read it? No, go for it. Okay. A man gets resentful and frustrated with his woman when he is too afraid, weak, or unskilled to penetrate her moods and tests into love. He wishes she were easier to deal with, but it's not entirely her fault that she's bitchy and complaining. It's also a reflection of her lack of being penetrated with love. When a man resigns and simply tolerates his woman's self-destructive moods, it's a sign of his weakness. His attitude has become one of wanting to escape women and the world rather than wanting to serve women and the world with love. 
a man shouldn't tolerate bitchy and complaining moodiness in his woman, but he should serve her and love her with every ounce of his skill and perseverance. Then, if she cannot or will not open in love, he might decide to end his relationship with her, harboring no anger or resentment because he knows he has done everything he could. And I really, really like that. It, it's, yeah, yeah, the concept around not tolerating and what that means. Yeah, let's talk about that some more. Because, because I think as women, generally, I mean, we all try to be the best person we can, but it's sort of just expected that we're, we're bitchy from time to time, mm-hmm. that we can really, like, you know, the whole thing with the cycles and, oh, she must mm-hmm. be on the rag or whatever mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. just lends us to being a, the weaker sex. It lends us to having these emotional rants. It's part of the reason that women haven't become president yet. I mean, it's truth because our emotions and our moods are often driven by the moon or our hormone cycles or the stress in our lives. And we've learned to handle it a certain way. And we've learned to handle men a certain way in response to those mood cycles, et cetera. And we want what we want and they want what they want. And sometimes it just ends up being coping and settling Mm -hmm. and not communicating and pushing each other to be the the better person. And I think sometimes it's the excuse that is used for why you don't have to communicate with her. Mm, yes, yes, Because, yes. well, she's, and I, I was having this conversation quite a while ago with one of my friends. And, and actually, weirdly, it came up a couple of weeks ago in totally an unrelated thing I was listening to of how the statement that, oh, you're just bitchy because you're PMSing. And like my friend said, yeah. We may be bitchy, quote unquote, when we're uh, when we're hormonal, et cetera, et cetera. Things are going on, but that doesn't mean the thing we're bitching about isn't still an issue because we're tolerating it <laughs> in our right. relationship the rest of the month, or our, you know, we're dealing with it. It doesn't equal because it's something you're having an issue with during PMS. It does not mean it isn't a problem. It means that it's at that forefront in the moment. And that doesn't maybe not maybe not deal with it right then maybe not the best time but it doesn't mean it's a non-issue it just means that it's something that you know could be just really coming up and it's like okay hit <laughs> hit the top level here yeah but you know we we were kind of talking a little bit about what else it means in mm-hmm. in this chapter mm-hmm. and you know what he's actually talking about is not necessarily talking Agreed. Right. Right. It's a, it's a communication is a piece of it. Right. He is going, he's going a deeper, a more holistic level. Right. Right. So talk about that a little bit more. um, He talks about more along the lines of um, intimacy is about growing more than you could by yourself through the art of mutual giving. And what can a man give a woman when she's in a, bad mood or in a certain phase of a cycle. One, he gives hope saying that our cycles change all of the time and that it's just a passing phase, that it will not stay forever. But that's not always true because once 
women are allowed to stay in that bitchy place for too long, they get eternal resting bitchy face or they don't know how to shut it off and they just assume it as part of their habitual behavior. I do believe that it becomes habit to be a bitch, that people get something out of it. Their ego is fed. They're getting reward Mm. from that. Even if it's masking some deeper seated feeling inside of them, Mm -hmm. what they really want is that acceptance and connection, which I talk about in my book all the Mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. So from a partner, what do they need? Acceptance and connection. What they need is for their partner for here i'm going to read this the largest gift you can give your woman is the capacity to open her heart when it's closed mm-hmm. it is an amazing thing like right, right. like think about that that is a freaking superpower like when when you know, and again, we're talking about the male female relationship today here. Um, and maybe this can spread beyond that to right. an extent, but when you, when somebody is in that place of quote unquote bitchiness, and I think there's deeper words we can use to describe that, that are right. That are more true to where you're at. When somebody can break through that, when they take the time, when they, when they can be with you and and know how to push or learn how to push through to open you up, oh my God, the strength that that brings to that relationship, the trust yeah, the that connection, that builds. right? Yes. And, and and the sense of acceptance because yes. as a woman, if you're just recognized for being in a mood and by your partner and being accepted for that and having the accept um acknowledgement and validation that this too shall pass, or of course you feel that way. Or, um, you know, instead of the guy just saying, you know, what's her problem? Mm -hmm. Or why can't she just be happy? What about acknowledging her? Of course you feel that way. That was, you know, you had a rough day. That's, I wouldn't want to be treated that way either. Much more powerful and higher energy in that kind of communication than just judging Mm -hmm. and saying it's her problem, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of tolerating your woman's moods of closure and complaints, open her moods with skillful loving. That's your gift. As a man, you get to skillfully love her by using humor, by giving her a big hug, by just looking in her eyes and cracking a smile or telling a silly joke to just kind of lighten the mood in the moment, just to let her know that you hear her and you recognize that she's in a place. Mm-hmm. And that will help her in turn to acknowledge where she's at and make a choice to shift out of that energy. It's giving her permission to be in that space and also to come out of it. The acceptance allows her to come out of it and not have to like almost out of defensiveness, hang on to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, yeah, I can think of, of, of relationships I've been in both romantic and also work relationships mm-hmm. where when that person knows you well enough or takes the time to know you well enough to figure out how to do it respectfully, they, 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 um, you know, they can do it in a sense of humor that you can accept and respect and isn't just 
you know, some people, they just, all they need is somebody to try to crack them up. Some people that, that pisses you off more, but that doesn't mean you can't be made to say laugh, but it's that understanding of who you are. Yeah. Right? And how that to get, you don't mean it. You're not meaning it in a way that's disrespectful right. or instead or just to get them to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then he goes on to say, you know, if you've tried everything, if you've tried giving her a passionate kiss, if you've tried emptying the dishwasher or making orangutan sounds, or like I, I say that because that's what my dad used to do. That oh my, <laughs> my dad would break out in this. I can't do it. I can't do it nearly as good as he used to. But it was like. <laughs> You know, he'd like make this really weird, crazy noise and he'd get all into it with the arms and everything, you know, and he'd chase us around the house and it would like totally make everybody bust up laughing and joke, you know, as my parents divorce, you know, wound up and things, the orangutan got put in a cage somewhere and never Mm. came out again. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it wasn't working. And so he says, you know, if you've tried doing all the things, if you tried them all and, and you're just, then just relax and let the mood pass. I just can't help but think of being in a situation where that might happen. Because I might think, how would I respond to that, right? If somebody broke out in an if somebody broke out, Because <laughs> I would either think, one, they're making Ooh. fun of me. They could be making fun of me and, and again, trying to get you shut up. Or yeah. it would be that whole, depending on, you know, the person, the situation, where they're so into it. And it is the thing that busts you open. But then yeah. you're not left there. Again, yes, you're right. Yeah, you're left. You're also then taking, it's not like that's the end of the discussion. It's then somehow. It could be like, hey, I was just trying to make you smile. And, you know, it's, you know, when I talk about training dogs, you know, sometimes (laughs) training dogs and training men is very simple. Uh, It's, it can work with women too. We get driven by our thoughts. Our thoughts really, really affect our action, our emotions and our actions uh, tremendously. So if we're caught in a thought pattern that has us just going off the rails, you know, or really affecting our mood, sometimes distraction Mm -hmm. through touch through noise, through through the senses of any kind, uh, touch is really, really good. And I mean, like, you know, a big hug, uh, a back rub, something like that um, could be just what she would need to divert her attention enough to say, okay, enough of that. I, I'm, I'm not going to keep that, you know, let's have, let's do dinner or let's go for a walk or whatever else. And again, give her the opportunity to recognize that she's impacting you. Or taking that deep breath and being able to rethink your thoughts and maybe rephrasing things in a different way or, or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So he, he really does talk about, um, the author of this book really talks about how cycles, cycles are really part of everything that we do right now we're getting the fall the leaves are beautiful here in minnesota Mm -hmm. they are just gorgeous but we know that something's coming what dun 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 winter snow is around (laughs) the corner we've got a month until we can expect snow 
the first flakes usually fall right around Halloween or the first couple weeks of November. You see some flakes somewhere Mm -hmm. and it breaks my heart. But uh, he says, just remember that any woman you're with will have a feminine that has that has a sexual essence. Now, remember this. This is key. I'm glad he mentioned that. Any woman you're with that has a sexual, a feminine sexual essence will cycle through moods of closure every day, which seem to have no reason to them. Because in order to have that feminine essence, we need to be open. And part of seasons is closing every once in a while. We Mm. need to go through cycles. Part of opening is closing, closing and opening. Otherwise, you'd just be wide open all the time and it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be nearly as impactful, right? So you cannot avoid this by changing a woman or waiting for the moods to stop. You can only develop your skills in serving your woman into openness. It never ends. Even if you are passionate, fearless, loving, and humorous, the weather continually cycles through rainy and dry spells, night and day cycle in their turn, and a woman will continually cycle through openness and closure. I think that's Mm. profound. It, It really is. It really actually is. It's a it's a different view of acceptance versus fighting. Yeah, yeah. And acceptance in a way that's creative and connected mm-hmm. versus running away to your man cave because she's in a mood. Right, yes. I mean, yeah, maybe time and space is necessary sometimes, but it should be communicated about. And let her know, hey, I understand you need a little space today. I'm going to just go keep busy in my man cave watching football. But if you need me, I'm here. You know, that yes. kind of conversation would be so powerful in relationships today. Oh my God. Yeah. It tears me up thinking about it. I mean, just, Aww. it is, it is yeah. that, it is that thinking about, yeah, that acknowledgement that you're, it's such a friendlier way to do that and let you know that connection is still there, that they, yeah. that them going to their man cave isn't a broken connection. It's, it's a, a gift of space, right? It's a gift of space to and allow. The doors, yeah. And the door is open. open. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I used to have a, a friend of mine in um, who we used to study together in different rooms. It was just, we liked being in the same building Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so we would spend hours together and then well there were times when we didn't get much done but there were times we did get a lot done and it was just it was sort of having knowing each other was there um maybe a little keeping each other on task sometimes as much as we got each other off but it seemed it was that it was that connect in peace it was being with that person you care about and you know and I've certainly yeah been in relationships where it's just you just you want them there and you want to know that they're okay that they know you're not okay. Yeah. But that they're still there and they did. Yeah. That they haven't shut the door on you. And that's, yeah, that is, it is really, it is really profound because that's something I hear in my men's group a lot of just the whole, well, you know, she gets mad and I just leave. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that can, for so many people just, it, it hits all the wrong chords of scariness and discomfort. Right. And I was just, I, I have a, another guy who his um, partner has some 
of depression issues. And he is very much of the, I, he is trying to figure out how to support her in those times instead of being annoyed. He's like, I was, I used to be annoyed. Mm-hmm. I understand now what's going on and, and now I'm trying to flow with it. So when things happen, he will say things like, Hey, do you want to go for a car ride? Hey, do you want to, you know, he's kind of figuring out how to do those things to let her be in her space. It's not to take her out of her space. It's to take her into a new trajectory for her own, but not like the way he explains it to me isn't about, I'm annoyed with this and I need her to just be happy. Um, it's, I want her to be happy. Right. How can we shift and, and get her out of this place she's been all day or whatever the case is and just go for a ride and look at scenery and start new conversations. And, right. And, it's and like, that's, it all kind of ties back to the, the seven levels of energy, right? Because if you as a partner can help your partner acknowledge where they are energetically mm-hmm. and then encourage the shift by being supportive it's a that's a win-win situation, wouldn't you say? Oh my god! And that's incredibly powerful. So, I just, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's sometimes it's just sitting and looking in each other's eyes. I mean, it can be that simple. Where mm-hmm. you just, uh, there are times where I uh, that I perch. That's what I call it, perching. Uh, my my current husband, who will be my ex here soon, um, when we have an argument, even to this day, uh, I can't stand to to see him upset. I can't stand to see him mad. Mm-hmm. And and when I'm in a mood, he's the same way. He doesn't like it. He doesn't. He feels uncomfortable knowing that I'm unhappy. So, you know, when I need to talk to him and he's sitting in his chair. I go and I sit, I perch on his chair and on the arm of his chair and I put my feet up on the other side of his chair and he ain't going nowhere. Oh, interesting. And and I just sit there and look at him until he's ready to talk to me. And this is the way that we've broken through. This is how we break through. And sometimes it's me that initiates it and sometimes it's him. You know, so if I'm in a mood and I recognize that I'm in a mood and I feel like, oh, you know, I didn't really mean to talk to you that way or um, that came out kind of harsh. I apologize for how I treated you. It's coming out sideways, you know, something like that. It makes me soft and vulnerable inside to sit and perch and just be in his presence for a couple of minutes where we have a conversation. And sometimes it's just him saying, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I get it because he know, he thinks the best of me. That's the other thing is when you think the best of your partner and you don't just do the coping and settling, waiting for it to happen again, mm-hmm. thinking the best of your partner is that she'll grow through it and learn and continue to move energetically that, that moods might last less period long you know shorter periods of time or might happen less often because she's aware growing the awareness around you know the way you act the way you treat people the way your mood affects others the way your mood affects you watching for patterns and behaviors in yourself i mean your partner can be a huge magnifying glass to awakening some real 
habits. And I want to say habits because, like I said, you know, if we just get in a perpetual place of being a bitch as women, it's very easy for us to stay there. And once you're there for a long time, it's really hard to break down the walls. Uh, I can say sexually that if I go for two weeks without having sex, it's like a, like a switch has flipped in my body and I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. I could go, I could go months without it then, you know, so that it's kind of that hardness. It's that idea. And then there's times where my partner will be like, come on, we haven't had sex in a little while. Let's do that. Let's, let's connect. Let's right. have some orgasms. Let's feel good. It's the same idea. Right. It's the same idea. It's connecting. Mm -hmm. So um, that's so, so incredibly important sexually as well. That if if your wife or partner or husband or whatever is not engaging with you because they've been in a bad mood for a period of time, Mm -hmm. you need to have a conversation and try and break down that wall and maybe have some just good old-fashioned fucking just to, to... try and alleviate, you know, blow the pipes open. Like I talk about (laughs) just have some good orgasms connect again in that way. Mm -hmm. Solo sex, solo sex is the same thing. You're in a bad mood. Go have some orgasms and try, try to release some of that tension, try and relieve some of that frustration. It's not end all be all, but with a partner, it can be very healing. Right. Well, and I, and I, you know, and like you said, some good old fashioned fucking, and I'm thinking also, also just being aware of, of the person's boundaries and slowly potentially moving into that space, you know, some cuddling, some being together, some maybe not pressuring to have Yeah, you don't have to go right to the fucking right, but 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 (laughs) maybe that's what she needs. I mean, let's could be could be if you know your partner well enough and you know that she really needs to just let it loose. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not a place to go either. It's (laughs) it definitely can be a mood changer and having the permission to do that too right yeah um have you ever had sex have you ever had sex where something was bothering you really bad and then as you orgasmed you just released and cried and let it go um not not really like not i'm trying i'm trying to think through it if i'm if this is true or not um I've, I've emotionally been there where I've been so angry or frustrated or sad and then engaged in sex and was mm-hmm. so amazingly felt so amazingly connected and safe mm. that at the end of it, I could just orgasm into tears and cry and cry hard. I mean, like sobbing, crying. Mm-hmm. What an, what an amazing purge and release. That's just. And I think that that probably happens more often when you have that consistent, that connection. Trusting. Right. When you can be there. Yeah. And then it's not, I've probably done more of that before sex than (laughs) than after sex, but I, but I believe that that's possible totally when you're, when you're trusting your partner and you can, you can be in that space and then, yeah. Oh my God, that release. So let's talk about now when everything in life is fine, but she's a bitch in the bedroom. Ooh. 
Can I, or, can I bring up he, one more thing he, before you go there? A bitch in the bedroom. <laughs> right. I want to bring up, Go ahead. this is true. I wanted to bring up one thing that you mentioned, because I don't want to lose it. One of the things that you had mentioned about, um, let me get back to it and pull it back into my little brain about the growth piece. So one of the things that you had mentioned or talked about, the, the author said was that it's the growth that can happen from that experience. And I can imagine some people saying, well, go grow by yourself, right? And and one of the points he makes in some of the stuff that you have read um, in that chapter, when you were reading some of it to me before we even started recording a little bit, you had made a comment about growing together instead of like, if she can grow on her own, then oh, she yes. might not need you to grow, right? right? I so, think that was the, I think that was the actual, um, I think that was the actual quote. Let me find it because I think you're that you're right. That was a fantastic. <laughs> it's a beautiful a statement of why to not shove somebody off and say, "Yeah, her mood, not my problem." Okay, but here it is. Yeah, you ready? Go for it. Yes. It's this last chapter of this. It says, "If you find yourself merely tolerating." this feminine mood cycle because you've been frustrated endlessly by discussions that go nowhere, you can be sure that you and probably your woman are building resentment toward each other. Don't tolerate her mood and don't talk to her about it. Participate in it. Bloom her into fullness. Move her body with your body. Open her heart with your humor penetrate he uses the word penetrate a lot it's kind of sexy <laughs> penetrate her closure with your fearless presence open her heart again and again and again and again i'm going to say it five more times and again and again he doesn't say it that often she could do it by herself but if she could grow more by herself than receiving your gifts perhaps she wouldn't be with you Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think that's really, it's a really powerful thing to remind why we're together in the first place. Yeah, you know, it is about wanting, wanting to grow together as as people as humans as um, yeah, I mean, I was in a, a long term relationship where the other person didn't sexually grow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's why I want to be in a relationship. I mean, that's part yeah. of that was, you know, the different times, different types of relationships. But I thought we were in this relationship to grow together. Right. And then to find out, no, that's that's not how that really goes. This person's really resistant to growing. It's like, oh, well, shit. You know, how do I? Because, yeah, if I'm going to go grow somewhere else, then should I be focusing my energies there? <laughs> Right, right. You know? So it's, yeah, it's an, it, it's. One of the other challenges that he poses, and I love this, is that a superior man sees his woman's moods not as a curse, but as a challenge and an amusement. The total shift of energy mm -hmm. right in that sentence. Right. Total shift, going to curiosity and playfulness. That's yeah. level five, right? Right. Versus coping and settling or anger and frustration, which is level two or level three. Right. Or victim, even worse. The victim, oh, she just doesn't want to have sex with me. Mm -hmm. Nope. Work at penetrating her heart and her mind 
and getting into that mood space. Penetrate the mood. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. Love, yes. love, love. Yep. That because the mood could be in the heart or the head. Mm-hmm. It could be in the body. She could just be hurting. You know, mm-hmm. a mood. Uh, a mood. I have a. What do I want to say about a mood? Moods come and go, and they're affected by our thought patterns. And, um, but moods, yeah, it's the cycle. It's the cycle thing. It truly is. Because moods do, they come and go. They come Mm -hmm. and go so fast. So, yeah. 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 And so for women that listen, don't stay stuck in a mood. You can have moods. You you have the right to have moods. You're a woman, or you or you identify that way. Whatever you're entitled to feel, just don't get stuck there, and allow yourself to be open and vulnerable to your partner, so that they can penetrate the mood and get to the heart or the mm-hmm. head. So, yeah, I like that, and I think or, it probably results in in more and. Uh, more and even better sex. Mm. Connection, the connection part alone, I mm-hmm. would think, would just allow so much more trust. Yep. Trust oh, leads to trust and safety and, yep. and respect, all those things. Yeah. They all make it so much more rich and develops the intimacy that people right. really crave. Yeah. When I hear you'd made the statement earlier about, you know, the guys who say, well, she just doesn't want to have sex with me. And and my question sometimes when I hear that is, what are you doing to make her want to have sex with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. Okay. Does she have responsibility in that too? Yes. But <laughs> what yeah. are you doing to make her want to have sex with you? Right. You know, are you appealing? Are you doing, you know, helping, being a helpmate? I mean, women were designed to be the helpmate, right? We were designed to be the helper to Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you follow the if people go that direction. Right? Yeah. Um, and we, although we are weaker in our stature, we do make up for that in other areas. So it's mm-hmm. one of the other chapters in here is to find your compatibility opposite. Oh, interesting. So like puzzle pieces that fit together and complement each other okay. versus being so much the same that you grow in different directions. And I think that's part of what my problem's been with my current husband is, is that we're so much alike that we've grown apart because we, because we need space. I need space. I need space to be me and to be challenged and stuff like that, not just coexist with somebody in Shangri-La, you know, like everything's the same. It's like Groundhog Day. Everything's the same every day. And the only thing that changes is my mood (laughs) or my location. So I, you know, I come, I go, I come, I go. Is she in the house? Is she not in the house? You know, that kind of a thing. So yeah, but um, anyway, yeah. Interesting. That that was an amazing conversation. I really, really, I really am digging the this book so yeah I'm, I, I'm hoping that my book someday becomes chatter similar to this right exactly on, on podcasts so yeah but um 
I think that pretty much that pretty much wraps up that yeah. chapter. Unless you wanted to go on to something else. No, I, I. It's funny because I, I have to say that I have sort of like whenever you're reading and you says you know your woman, there's part of me that like slightly cringes at that in some way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but just just chill out. Just relax. I know. Relax. <laughs> it's, it's a 23-year-old book, book, for God's sake. It's a sake. book written to the superior man. Us women aren't supposed to probably be reading it. Us, us women. Right. Or know their secret language, you know. Is that the idea is to call, to get us to read it. Hmm. Oh, secret hmm. conspiracy. I like it. <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> oh boy so, yeah cool thing. oh don't don't embrace your sexual energy stuff that way way far away don't read this book <laughs> don't read this book this book is off limits you should not read it ever 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 and then maybe it'll go haywire right exactly yes don't read this book we should put it there you go you should put a big old like circle and line the on line the front of it. it. Yeah. Don't, don't read this read book because <laughs> if you want to have amazing sex, you don't want to read this book. Exactly. You know? <laughs> if you want to live the way you're living now forever, don't read this book. <laughs> I might do that on Facebook later today. I there might go on go. live and just do a like little mini commercial. There All the go. things. Don't read this if. Don't read this if. Yes. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. It, well, it is a different perspective. It gets at a different part of your brain. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. so. Reverse psychology does work. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it pulls out different things in the way you're thinking. And if you're kind of having a mode where you're, you're in that space of these are the things that I'm not getting. Oh, wait, she's like saying those things that I'm not getting. What's what's over there? What should I be not paying attention yeah, to? Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> So if Yay. people are interested in talking with me, you can find me at patriciaengelking.com. The link will be in the comments or whatever below, I'm sure. Somewhere. Yes, yes, they will. They will be um, The links to my books. We always ask you to, ch to check out the Amazon cart here at sexmatterspodcast.com. Sexmatterspodcast.com, yep. Yeah, so that you can... Um, if you use that Amazon link, we get a little bit of a kickback here to uh, say thank you. Yes. It doesn't cost you any extra. And um, I'm all over social media. Again, if you're interested in my uncensored platform, yes, I show my tits and other things there. Just aware, be aware that you can ask for my link through email and, um, and I will give it to you that way. That's me. And then Judy can be found at wellnessrenpodcast.com, short for Wellness Renaissance. And yeah, Health and Wellness Podcast, that is more than just health and wellness. And our recent topic is, depending on when this goes out, when that goes out, um, is about sex too. So we're Whoa, you're double dipping. I know. It's so fun. <laughs> so check out that podcast too. And both of these, if you're, you know, listening on the web, many people listen on the web. If you have um, iTunes or some other app, you can find our podcast there. And if you don't find your podcast on your favorite app, let us know because we can try to figure out how to get them on. They seem to appear in many places, but there's certainly places that work. Yeah, I think they aggregate from one from another most times but yeah. you sometimes you have to fill out a profile exactly. oh yes and don't forget patreon patreon, patreon. yes 
support us on Patreon. If you like what we're doing here, help us keep it going. It yeah. is, uh, it would, it's a huge thing to have, have supporters a supporter yeah. with that. A little help goes a long way and you can do that by just going to the sex matters podcast.com webpage. And there's a big old red button on there that you can click and head right into the Patreon page. And they, so. can they give just a one-time gift or do they have to subscribe? How does that work? You, so you typically it's subscribe, but you can give a one-time gift. This is what I think you can do. I know what some people have done is they okay. sign up and then it takes that amount and then you cancel before the okay. next month. So just let it, you know, it'll, it'll take your first charge and then you can cancel and then Anytime. you're okay. all good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, good. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. Good find yeah, on your, yeah. on your reads. It's a, uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll have to, I'm going to, I'm going to take my highlighter to this bad boy. So we'll see if we don't yeah. find some other things to talk about. Judy and I talked about, you know, breaking out my book and talking about some of the chapters in my book, but um, that's, it's not about just pushing my book. I want to push the sexual boundaries and make normalized conversation about all different viewpoints and stuff. So um, I don't want to just make it like, monetize monetize my products that, that sounds really like shady and I, so if you want to buy the book it's a great resource if you are interested in the way of the superior man that link will also be somewhere yeah. on the page so yeah uh, i encourage you to study all things sexual and know that sex matters period sex matters period 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 <laughs> speaking of no i'm <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about period sex sometimes we do yeah. have we, we haven't done that have we no no i think we need to do that soon that's a good idea all right read that next time yes. <laughs> all right girl well i gotta get going thank you all for listening thanks for joining us this week we'll see you next time love light and libido everybody Mwah. kisses from me and judy we will see you next time talk to you next time 